<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bell Ringers podcast. Colin Daly and Ben Goldstein. The season is over. The drama is over. Well, the drama is not really over, folks. We have managerial drama. We have free agency drama. And we are going to break it all down for you here in the next 30-ish minutes, give you all of the details that you're going to need to know to be a astute off-season fan. That's even a thing. No, it doesn't matter. We're going to make it a thing, Ben. There we an go. astute off-season fan. Are you an astute off-season fan? No, I like to watch baseball. I don't like to sit and not watch baseball and just hear rumors from multiple sources and for most of them to not be true. Well, disclaimer before the video starts. Everyone should know by this point that a rumor regarding a team that is operated by Dave Dombrowski means nothing. So basically what you're telling me is, Colin, that everything we're going to talk about with the Phillies means nothing. Correct. Dave Dombrowski has an MO for keeping every move he makes under the radar. I don't know if that's necessarily true. You don't think so? Well, not everything we talk about because the Harper Hoskins thing is true. Well, no, I'm saying like if he's targeting a player, it's not going to be something that oh, you, yeah. that we're going to know a lot about ahead of time. Like it, when I look at the Schwarber Castellanos thing, those were big bats during that time. So everyone was talking about those, regardless of what team you were on. So that I think I wouldn't really consider. But even then, like it would be, but what I'm saying is, we didn't get the like Phillies and Castellanos are close on a deal. We didn't even really get the Phillies and Castellanos are working on a deal. It just went from Phillies reportedly interested to breaking news Nick Castellanos has signed a contract with the Phillies. He doesn't let the details get leaked. So, my point here is that everything in the Dave Dombrowski world is pretty concealed, it's very isolated. So, it's, it's, it's hard to identify what's what's people coming up with rumors based on what they think fits the team's needs and what's actually, you know, came out of the horse's mouth, uh, so to speak. Yeah, so which, this is going to be a long offseason. And I find it interesting, literally nothing has happened other than the managerial signings. Usually somebody signs by now. There has been absolutely nothing, like, there's been teams are interested in, and that has been it. Like, it has been a dead silent off. Like, I feel like it's been, like, too quiet. Yeah, I think part of that, Ben, is is you still have, and I'm going to butcher his first name, is it, is it Yoshinet? I'm not even going to try it, but the Japanese pitcher Yamamoto, there are a couple other Japanese prospects, and they haven't been put on the major league market yet. And I don't think teams are going to pursue – uh, high-value players until they see what type of offers these these Japanese rookies are going to get. Because I, I think I really I think it's going to be those guys who set the precedent for how much we're going to see guys like Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery uh, sign for in a couple of weeks or hopefully not too long, but maybe even a couple of months. But again, we're just in November, so it's uh. It's the lull. It's okay. Then we got Sixers, Flyers, the uh, the Birdies. 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 This is the Phillies podcast brought to you by SeatGeek. Um, thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring the whole podcast, not just this episode, but always sponsoring the podcast. SeatGeek. Uh, use code Philly Sports Report. Save $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. 
Hold that S, Colin. Hold it. So thank Get you. that S out of here. No one even invited the S. Thank Good you, Siki, for sponsoring podcast. Well, here's some breaking news, Ben. You're telling me nothing's happening. The Seattle Mariners have designated first baseman Mike Ford for assignment. That should have blown you off your stool there. Um, but, you know, there's, there's always something going on. How exciting. All right, because here's my question. What do you want to go on? You know what? Let's start. Let's start with um, what I think was very interesting. The Nick Castellano situation. Yeah, that, that was weird. The so, whole thing was weird. I didn't get it, it. It came out that the Phillies were shopping Castellanos, um, that he would be available. The Phillies were maybe going to trade him. And a couple days later, Nick Castellanos is a Philadelphia Phillies not going anywhere. Um, what did I exactly – I put something out on X, Twitter, whatever. Let me see if I can find it. But, like, I just don't – here we go. The Phillies – so – it came out, I think it was John Morosi said that the Phillies were shopping him, and then Buster only came out is that the Phillies are not interested in moving Castellanos. They consider him an important part of the team and value his production and have no intention of trading him. Um, the Phillies either were not are lying here and they were not able to talk anyone into taking Castellanos' massive contract, or they just were not planning on trading him at all. Um, I don't I'm going to go with the ladder there, I don't think they were planning to trade him at all. I, I don't. We'll never really get the real answer because you know, it's it's they're not really going to tell us exactly what happened ever. But I, I just thought it was very strange how that kind of went down in two days, and it was just like I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Yes, yeah, that that situation was strange. I mean, a, a couple sources said that he was going to be on the move. He had 29 home runs, 272 batting average last season. And, yeah, his postseason wasn't great, but I don't think that's a reason to move him. I mean, he's got three more years on his contract. Uh, I think one or two times Silver Slugger award winner. To me, I just I, – I mean, he was an all-star this year, so he had to be at least decent for half the season to get selected to the all-star team. So, yeah, I just – I can't see that one now. Um, I don't think they're going to trade him to begin with. And then uh, – Another person on the move is Bryce Harper, but luckily it is an intra-organization move, not an inter-organization move, meaning he will be shifting permanently now to first base, meaning that uh, my friend over here, he's unfortunately going to be in a new uniform next season. Isn't that right, Ben? Yeah, uh, Reese Hoskins, I don't, he wasn't my first favorite Philly. That was Michael Franco, absolute legend. But Reese Hoskins has been one of the constants in Philadelphia throughout, you know, this whole uh, SHIT show that we've had the last couple, uh, the last, what, 10 seasons? I don't know exactly when he was drafted. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the right business decision, but it's really, it stings because Reese Hoskins. I mean, I remember I was at like his second or third game as a Philly at Citizens Bank Park. He was batting eighth, and he should have been batting ninth because the guy could not hit the ball to save his life in the first week. And then everybody knows what happened after that. He broke my bobblehead. Oh no! He absolutely exploded offensively with all those home runs and the October he had last season. And it, it 
it it stings. I, Hoskins, I mean, he's he might be the definition of the Philadelphia Phillies. When ups are so up and the downs, oh, they are so low. Um, so I mean, it's and Reese Hoskins has been such a he's just a good person. Like he's a good human being. Um, so it's it sucks. It's your friend. But, yeah, Mike. I was at that. I got that bobblehead. I was at that game. Apparently, I was too. There we go. How about that? Uh, but I mean, yeah. So hate to see Hoskins go, but. It's it's the right business decision. Yeah, you're right. And unfortunately, I could I have a good, great joke here, and I'm probably not going to make. I, I I well, I'm going to make it. I should have said that. Would have been nice to see Hoskins walk out on two functioning legs and not just one. But um, which I guess technically he did have two functioning legs by the end of the season. Um, but no, it, on a serious note, it is it is sad that he had to end his tenure in Philadelphia uh, without playing a game in over. I guess it would be what over a year or slightly yeah. under a year, if you don't include spring training. That's a very disappointing way to end a storied tenure in a very storied city. So um, I think that Hoskins could have been a huge asset to the Phillies if he resigned. I mean, just from the pure fact that he is looking to sign the first big contract of his career, and I don't think coming off of an ACL Repair is going to help him earn the big bucks, but I definitely think there would have been some motivation there to have a really, really good season if he were to come back to Philadelphia on like a one-year, seven, eight million dollar contract. I think that uh, there would be motiv- motivation for him to get that that big deal he's been longing for, or I would assume he's been longing for, as he's kind of been on that like rookie arbitration contract for most of his big league career thus far yeah i i don't i don't really know it's it's sad but where's Hoskins gonna go ben it's um so they're saying the cubs um i've no. seen i've seen some minnesota twins um i think i think mike uh reese hoskins is the most cleveland guardian cleveland guardian ever um I don't know. I was going to say Twins or Brewers. Yeah, I could see that. I could see the Brewers. It's just like, as long as he is out of the NL East, that's fine, because you already know he's going to absolutely kill the Phillies. So then let's move to another topic. Aaron Nola is officially on the market. First time he's not in the Philadelphia Phillies organization in his big league career. Um, Well, I mean, you could say since he was first draft, not even in his big league career. Where's he gonna go? As much as I want him back in Philadelphia, I just don't know if it's gonna happen. He's he wants the the seven year two hundred million dollars. That is absurd. Aaron Nola is yes, he's a great pitcher. He's been a Philly forever. He is the only Philly that is still on the team that was on the team when I started watching, um, which has been almost 10 years now. Um, I think next season will be the 10th year since I watched my first Phillies game in 2014. Um, I don't remember how I remember that year. I think it was something about Ben Revere because his name is Ben and my name's Ben. I'm not probably sure. Um, but it's like, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get seven years, eight years, two hundred million dollars anywhere. Um, the Braves have been up a lot. Uh, who are the other teams? It was the Braves, the Cardinals were there. Your Cardinals, Colin, and then the Yankees. I saw today, which kind of. I don't know. New York. It didn't surprise me, but it surprised me to see them there. Um, and then, but I just I don't think the Braves will do it. I I think. I don't think he'd go to the Braves. I don't know. I mean, I, I, think I don't. Cardinals I don't know what kind of most sense. It does. I don't know what kind of guy Nola is, but I feel like if the Braves offer something and the Phillies see something, the Phillies just have to make sure Nola is out of the NL East, no matter what. Give him a contract that can one up that. Um, the Braves deal. Um, I mean, the Cardinals just seems like the most realistic. Um, Yo, that's also to the area he grew up in, I think. So, oh no, he he was Louisiana, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was down south. So I um, Aaron knows we'll, the man. Maybe he'll establish his own team. Talk to Robbie Manfred. Noah's gonna start his own squad. He is the Nolanators. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> the Nolanators. I um, it's just if Noah goes to the Braves, it's not gonna be good. Yeah, that makes me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. So does that mean now the longest tenured Philly is who? I'm thinking Sir Anthony, which is crazy to think about. Uh, 2018, I think, was his first year. I, yeah, I Was it Ranger? No, he was 2019, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I could be wrong. I, I can remember when Sir Anthony Dominguez, he came up because one of the, our main bullpen guys got hurt. And he started off in a mop-up role and wasn't really expected to stay in the big leagues because he was never a super hype prospect. He was really he good. He just, like, struck everyone out, and they never yeah. sent him back down. I remember that. Christopher Sanchez, how long has he been here for? Oh, no, he's – I don't think it's Sanchez. I feel like he's been here for a little bit, 2019 maybe. Uh, let's find out. I mean, I'm talking big league debut. He – oh, no, he didn't debut until – 2021. Sanchez? Correct. Hmm. Per MLB.com. Ranger, I think, was 2019. I think you're right on him. Because he started off as a reliever, and he was a really good reliever when he first came up. Um, he's he's always been very efficient. Um, yeah. Oh, no, he was 2018. He was? He was. So he was the 26th of July... And then we were looking for... Sir Anthony gives me August vibes. Mm, let's find out. No? May. Right? May. Thank you very much. April. Yeah. May. May 7th, 2018. Mm. So that does make him the longest tenured Philly. That's so weird. Also, do you know that he didn't allow a single run... In five and a third innings in the postseason. What? I know. Well, earned run. This is news to me. Hmm. It's seven strikeouts. Good Six innings. Pretty impressive. Good for him. So this is this kind of transitions well. If we're going to look at the topic of of off season acquisitions, do you think this bullpen's a problem? I saw something the other day that every Phillies relief pitcher in the postseason. Had an ERA under three under three point five, outside of um, 
Kimbrel, and someone else that was irrelevant. Hmm. I don't remember. All right. Anyway, um, the point is though the problem was the managing. Um, the problem oh, was okay. Oh, oh, Ryan Kirkring probably is who you're thinking of. No, he was in three threes. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think going to Craig Kimbrell and Orion Kirkring as many times in the NLCS as Rob Thompson did lost them the series. Also, likewise, in 2022, Zach Wheeler was pulled in the fifth inning of game six of the World Series, and look what happened in that game. The very next batter. So what does that mean? I mean, hindsight's 2020. What if well, that, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Kimbrel going in all those games. I mean, game three, what are you going to do? Get, we're putting him back out there game four to blow it again. It, it backfired. It, there's so many backfirings happened with mistakes made by Rob Thompson in the NLCS. I'm over the NLCS. I don't want to talk about it, but I think that was more of the problem was the was this places that these pitchers were put in. They were not put in a place to succeed. I do think the bullpen always needs to be improved, no matter how good your bullpen is. I agree. Is, always needs to be improved. And Kimball's a free agent, so you're going to have to fill in his his spot in the bullpen. So, yes, bullpen acquisitions have to As be. is Matt Strom and Michael Lorenzen. Well, Lorenzen was more of a starter. So, I mean, he That's um, true. His bullpen spot was only temporary. Um, And, yeah, oh, Hoffman's a free agent? I don't think. No, 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 Strom. Oh, Strom? Uh, I don't know if those are bringing back. But um, I would bring Strom back. I, I would. I, I don't know if they will. Uh, but Should. really, they need one or two bullpen arms. I mean, really, I think they'd be, I think they'd be okay with how they, the bullpen is set right now. I don't think it's a problem. It really came down to the managing and the offense. When it's all said and done, I'm sorry, I completely lied to you. He's under contract through next through this season. Oh, okay. I don't know where I got that from. Two years, fifteen million. So who's uh? I feel like I saw Jeff Hoffman. No, Hoskins, Nola, who received a qualifying offer, Kimbrel, Lorenzen, Kingery, who's back in the organization, and Ellis. Oh, so. So no, I I don't know where I got that from. Uh, you know I I agree in a sense. The only thing is, part of being a manager is having trust in your players. And Rob Thompson had every reason to trust Craig Craig Kimbrell in the closers role, and shifting around those roles in the middle of the postseason, I think is just bad vibes for the entire team. Like showing that you don't trust one guy in one because of one situation makes everyone else in the team think they have to be perfect. And I think that can make people a little bit uptight. I think part of it is, you know, is, is showing your players you trust them, acknowledging that mistakes are going to be made and trying to move on from that. I know that was a very psychological way of looking at it, but I do think there's some validity to that too. Yeah, I I don't know if they would be changing Kimbrell's role completely, but just not using him in the situation they did as well as Orion Kirkring. Back-to-back days, coming off of a bad outing, both of them, 
Um, I mean, there's other guys that could have gone to. Serrate Dominguez was available. I think Hoffman was available. I'm not totally sure. If Maybe they went to Dominguez and Dominguez blew it, Thompson never would have heard the end of it. He was so inconsistent during the regular season. But it, it got, was you can't ride with the same guy who blew you the game the night before. It's the postseason. What happened in the regular season doesn't matter anymore. Sure, it does. Whole a whole new season. That's not sure at all. So you're going to tell me that you're going to throw, I can't remember the stupid guys, Covey out there in the postseason because the regular season doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter that he was up by nine runs and he walked like six straight batters and couldn't throw a strike. It doesn't matter anymore. Hey, you were big on Dylan Covey. I don't want to. I, what is what is going on here? Are you anti-Covey now? Is he under contract? What's up with him? Yeah, I think, I guess he's still here. I'm not <laughs> pro or anti-Covey. He, seemed, he might be so irrelevant, he didn't even make the list. Oh, yeah. I don't know, though, if Kingery's on the list, and, this, and then I may, may as well be on the list. But. Well, Kingery, he got that big contract before he even touched the minor league field. So, I mean, he's... That was their first mistake. Yeah, I don't not totally... Um... Well, he'll only be making minimum wage next year, so you don't have to worry about... Minimum wage to the MLB. It's, it's his good. last year in the organization, so... You got one more year. How does he have another year? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I have a question. Um, we forgot to write this down on the agenda. I just thought about it. Um, we are back with the Mike Trout speculations to oh, Philadelphia. Every year. I don't have the energy. <laughs> it's every single season. Trout's coming to Philadelphia. His wife likes it here. He grew up in Millville. Come on. Mike Trout's not coming to Philadelphia. The only difference this year is there's actually a spot on the team for him. But no, he's not coming to Philadelphia. The Phillies don't have the prospects. The, honestly, the only reason I think some of these arguments are valid is because Artie Moreno has no idea how to do his job correctly. So he could just be like, oh, yeah, you can take Trout and we'll take, you know, your bat boy from the Clearwater Threshers. Like, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But no, it's not happening. Cash considerations for Mike Trout. Oh, uh, yeah, he would totally do that. No, Mike so Trout. Serious. Mike Trout's not going anywhere. The only place he'd maybe be going are like the Yankees in like the hospital because he doesn't know how to stay off the injured list. Ten years. Um. So clearing that up now, Mike Trout's not coming to Philadelphia. Forget it. We're not going trout fishing. Forget it. I mean, if he does, that'd be great. I don't want him here, but. Wow. Wow, that was harsh. All right, I got a question for the go to the group. Since we're talking about Angels players who are potentially on the move, where is Shohei Otani going? It doesn't have anything to do with the Phillies, but where's he going? Why have I been seeing the Cubs? That's not so, so much about Otani. Um, he's coming to the Phillies. <laughs> no, uh... Great, but no. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, suit up to the Flyers tonight. Otani's <laughs> going to the Flyers. Um, no, I don't know. I, I'm really like wherever he's gonna go, it's gonna be for so much money, and it's gonna be ridiculous. I honestly, I the Dodgers, I guess, is the most realistic, which is whatever. Nobody's gonna win the National League again. Um, ah. I, I guess the Dodgers. I don't know. I, I won them out of the National League. 
stay in the AL. But anywhere but the Yankees or the NL, I'm fine. So go to the Cleveland Guardians, Tony. That's definitely going to happen. Here, the only thing that I know for certain is that when he gets his paycheck, they're going to have to go to like the extended printer, like the the poster printer. You know how they have those in school? You can print posters. Yeah. Because his the number of zeros are going to be on his paychecks not going to fit on an eleven and a half by eight inch piece of paper. That's the only thing I know. <sighs> it's going to be crazy. They're going to have to print it out in like the poster size paper. That's all I know. I don't know how much I I six hundred million dollars is was that. What I don't think at? I think he'll be in the fives now that he got hurt. Five fifty. Yeah, I could see that. I could. Well, I mean, regardless, the number is going to make me gag. For someone who, for the first year of his contract, is only going to sit in the dugout and bat. Um, you know how funny would it be if he doesn't even pitch again? And he doesn't even pitch again and goes to the Mets. That would just be comedic. It'd be great, but he's still he's still showing the time. And he still hits 45 home runs a season. And he's still That's racing. true, but that would be like losing $152 million on part of the Mets. And I'd find that pretty funny. Yeah, it'd be good, but. I don't know. I probably won't pitch again until 2025, 20, 26. Definitely right, not well, as, as we wrap up our Seat Geek provided podcast here, let me know what do you think the Phillies are give me your, your accurate, realistic prediction. Doesn't have to be names unless you can think of someone in particular off the top of your head. Oh, so I, have where do you going? Oh, I have a question. Okay. Josh Hader. No. No. Uh, nope. No, thank you. Maybe if he comes here, great. He seems like a pretty cool guy. I heard he does a lot of a lot of hiking. But I I can't I, I, he doesn't seem like a guy that Phillies would target. I don't know why. I have no reason to think that. It doesn't seem like a very Phillies esque move. A lot of hair in that bullpen with Strom and uh, I know Strom and what's his face Hater. Um, uh, I would love we to would see just Hater. Have to resign Lorenzen. That would really put it over the that's, top. That's that's a lot of hair. It's like the nineteen ninety three Phillies again. Um, that's a lot of. I, I Hater would, you know, it'd be great. Phillies got a closer. Um, is it gonna happen? It's possible. Uh, Hater is kind of a fit for the Phillies right now. Bullpen, left hander, closer. Um. Will it happen? I don't know. I'll give my good friend John Middleton a call in a, in a couple of days, maybe. I'll, let, I'll give him my input. Uh, maybe I'll get some inside scoop. No, that's not going to happen. Oh. Had a question about the hater thing, and I can't remember it now, which is very sad. Um, but overall, I can't see it happening. Oh, I was going to say that having Zach Wheeler on the team – We'll balance out the hair situation, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, Wheeler does not have the best head of hair. Also, Zach Wheeler doesn't have any head of hair is, at all. This is Wheeler's last year on his contract, so we have to keep that in mind as well when we're signing pitchers for all the money. Although they'll get that money back, so it really doesn't. I got to go to the Phillies. The Phillies should be in the postseason next week, so 
Yeah, I mean, his contract is going to be – I don't know what Wheeler's contract is right now, but – Five years, 100 – I don't remember how many. I know it was five but years. Regardless – that month, you know, that's going to be that's going to be a hundred five years, 118 million dollars in 2020. Yeah, so that right there is going to free up. Uh, well, oh boy, that right there drops you, you know, 23.8, I think, million dollars uh, of annual average annual value. So uh, I wouldn't be super concerned about the Wheeler situation. I think he'll come back to Philadelphia. Yeah, players uh, like Wheeler, I feel like are almost destined to come back because he. I mean, he's never had this great of success outside of in the, the like outside of the Phillies organization. So I think he'd be a fool not to do whatever he can financially to find his way back in the bank after this season. Word from Mark Feinsand. Um, on X a few minutes ago, none of the seven MLB free agents who received a qualifying offer will accept it by today's deadline. Um, ah. for, for his source, so that means Nola will officially be a free agent. I guess when's that? Is it today's deadline's at five o'clock? Yeah, four. All right, it's something. Anyhow. Uh, you have your final prediction with what they're doing. They're gonna sign two bullpen arms, one starting pitcher. It's either gonna be Nola or it's gonna be somebody else, and that's like probably it. So no bats. They might get a bat, but it's not gonna be anybody exciting. I agree with that. They, uh, I, I mean, let's. Do. I'm. I'm gonna to be told. I said this in the last episode. I'm gonna say it again. This is the team. It's like 2007 when the Phillies made the postseason. I think they made one big signing, and it was, I mean, obviously it's Brad Lynch, who was huge, but that's the team. This is the team. There are not going to be many changes made by the Phillies this offseason, if any. The only changing change is the bullpen coach. That's it. Um, so other than that, unless Nolan leaves, there will be no – no totally noticeable changes from the 2023 Phillies to the 2024 Phillies. This is the team. The lineup will stay the same. Yeah, I agree. I think I could see it, but potentially I could see a minor upgrade over Johan Rojas, at least temporarily. Uh, I, I definitely think they'd be a fool to not get, like you mentioned, at least two more bullpen arms because the best teams have elite bullpens. I mean, you don't see too many successful championship teams who have even mediocre bullpens you, you you don't really see any teams that have bad bullpens you usually having at least three or four consistent reliable you know alvarado hoffman kimbrell and uh dominguez like guys at the back of the bullpen is super important for a championship team and i think they'd be a fool to not try and build on what they have now um to make their bullpen even more elite so, and then I think I think they get a starter too. Though honestly, I don't. Is they say that's their priority, but how confident or not confident? I guess you could say. Would you be with rolling out Wheeler, Suarez, uh, Walker, 
and Sanchez. That's not a good. That's just not ideal. Uh, Ranger, if Ranger Suarez is the two guy next year, it's gonna be an issue because uh, he's the Phillies. If they want to be good, their starting pitching has to be not what carries them, but it has to be. They have to have starting pitching, and I don't trust Tylen Walker from what I saw in the second half from him last year. Christopher Sanchez, I don't know if he's a hundred percent proven me. That he's the real deal. Rangers good. Zach Wheeler's obviously great. Who else was in there? It was Walker. Lorenzen and Nola. Strom. Bailey Fault. Um, so the seven the deadline's at four o'clock, so it was two minutes ago. So they're for uh Otani, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Sonny Gray, Josh Hader, Aaron Nola, and Blake Snell are all officially free agents. Well, three yeah. minutes of Aaron Nola not being on the Phillies for the first time since the early 2010s is quite sad, but here we are. Yeah. It's too bad. The Phillies will now have a compensatory pick after the fourth round if Nola leaves in free agency. You know what? I will actually love the compensation pick because teams always get them, and I feel like we never do. We'll usually end up losing picks for signing a qualifying free agent um, that was from another team. So I'm going to be looking forward to having a third and for a second and fifth round pick. No, it was a second and fifth. I think it was second and fifth. The Phillies lost. I don't know if you know, but the Phillies did not have a second round draft pick last year. Signing, I think it was either Turner or Walker. Got rid of that, so that was kind of sad. Or might have been third round. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't uh, really. I don't. If you really. go back and read my long draft preview that I wrote, you'll find it there. Benjamin Goldman and doesn't like really... more details on the Cassianos and Harper situation. Yeah, also Benjamin... check out phillysportsreports.com. Not holding the S this time though. Benjamin Goldstein does not care about the draft, and that's why. Colin Daly is very sad. He doesn't have a podcast buddy to talk about the draft with. Hey, I usually get somebody. That's true. We usually have Alex or someone else jump on here who's knowledgeable about our prospects, which is good. All right. This has been a depressing podcast, hasn't it? Yeah, it's very it's, – the Phillies are in a tough spot. I mean, not really. They are. Kind of, they're set, but it's like <laughs> – it's a weird spot that they're in. They really haven't been – I don't know if they've ever really been in this situation because I guess since maybe 1970, whenever, when they lost to the Reds in the NLCS, which, and they went on to win the World Series a few years later. So it all came out good. It's, it's kind of like the there's only so much you can do face. I think that's why everyone's frustrated more now than we were last year, which is understandable. Yeah. All right, well, last that's going to be a wrap for today's podcast. Thank you all for being devoted listeners to the Bell Ringers. And you'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully something happens. Go Birds. Go Birds.